Hey everyone! Yo, what's going on? Cameron Jones here from Cult Classics Podcast, as always with Nussel. Jordan Jones with Cult Classics Podcast on the Cult Classics Potwork Pot Roast Network. Well, we're in that weird in between or in between holidays. Halloween's over, Thanksgiving's on the way, but we're kind of already feeling Christmassy. So you know what? We're giving you a movie that gives you all that feeling too. We're doing the 2006 film Night at the Museum. Uh, this is a movie starring Ben Stiller, who is a night guard at a museum, and at night, everything comes alive. This argues the case. What happens to a lovable loser that's <laughs> lovable. not lovable when magic hits? <laughs> night at the Museum. Starring Ben Stiller as Larry Daly, Carla Gugina as Rebecca, uh, Dick Van Dyke plays Cecil, Mickey Rooney, Gus uh, Bill Cobbs, Ricky Gervais, uh, Robin Williams, Paul Rudd, Owen Wilson. Film debut of Rami Malek. If you want the magical feel of the early Harry Potters with Christopher Columbus, the magical score of kind of still Harry Potter in National Treasure, and you got yourself Night at the Museum. This movie is for the young and the young at heart. It'll bring the whole family together over the holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. You'll laugh. And that's about it. <laughs> You're not going to cry. It gives you what you want. If you delved into those serious topics... This is a real sad divorce. This we got. I don't think it's going to be okay. You want a scary movie? Go look at Larry's apartment in Brooklyn that he's about to get evicted from. Night at the museum. Yikes. It's not night at Larry's. Larry's apartment. Oh, uh, maybe he should lose custody. Night at the museum. <laughs> night at the museum. Night at the museum. Is this a cult classic? Uh, no. It's kind of becoming a holiday classic. It's definitely getting syndication uh, TV plays now. It is not a classic. It is not a holiday classic. It will be just a, a gem that some people like. Uh, this is a bridge movie for us to move on to well, it, Christmas. It's one of those. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those movies you see with your family around Thanksgiving or Christmas. Just like, mm-hmm. all right, let's let's see what's at the box office. This is a good example of a dying breed, which is the holiday blockbuster. Now. It's been, well, when people don't go to the movies anymore, outside of COVID even, but now it's being replaced by the beginning of Oscar season movies. Right. And we briefly talked about this last week with our episode of National Treasure. With National Treasure. Go Check back. it out. We go into more detail. Maybe it'll come up. But yeah, this is not a cult classic. It's a dying breed. Much like the museum, it's becoming a relic. Mm, true. It's a holiday bridge movie. So with that, let's move on to cast and crew. Okay, cast and crew. Uh, Sean Levy is the director. He's produced a lot, so he's he's actually directed a few episodes of The Stranger Things or Stranger Things rather. Arrival. Arrival sounds and looks like it's going to be an interesting movie, but it's really, I would say, a TED talk. <laughs> it's a movie it disguising a bo- as a TED talk on linguistics. It was a little more boring than I thought it was going to be. I agree. Do you like the fast pace of contact and are interested in linguistics? <laughs> Arrival. He's also had his hands in like uh, some Disney Channel TV stuff. So like Animorphs, The Journey of Alan Strange, Secret World of Alex Mack. I saw that and I loved it. 
Jet Jackson. Also, uh, this movie had writers uh, that included Thomas Lennon from Reno 911. Really? Officer Dangle. Hmm. And like the, the other officer from oh. Reno 911. Interesting. They might be writing partners and like do punch-ups and are just script writers. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, then on the cast, we have Ben Stiller, starring uh, Ben Stiller. Plays Larry David, the, the main character. I'd say Ben Stiller, not quite at the tail end of his massive big movies. Yeah, true. He, well, I mean, this franchise held, like, got him on to yeah, like 2014. Yeah, this, but, but it's definitely not in the height of him, I wouldn't say. No, nah, I mean, number one, probably Meet the Fuckers. Fockers. Well, I would whoa, say Meet whoa. the Fuckers. And then Tropic Thunder well, like, was his last big oh, uh, yeah. Which is which maybe is his best well, work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it really is. Parents, uh, Zoolander was up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Carlo Gugino plays Rebecca, uh, you history would, buff who works at. The you museum. would know her from us recasting her in almost every single episode of this podcast as somebody. Um, so I mean, I'm <laughs> not, not going to say what she's in because you should. If you listen to the podcast, you should know by now. If not, it's it's her. It's the girl from the Ninety Museum. It, Dick Van Dyke Mary, plays Cecil. I mean, he's Dick Van Dyke. You would know him from Mary Poppins. I mean. Uh, the Dick Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke show, show, I guess. Everybody knows him from Mary Poppins. Just Mary Poppins. Yeah. Jim, Jim. And having the worst British accent. He's come up in the podcast before as having the oh, worst British accent. Oh, I thought he had accent. the best British accent. Only well. second to uh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Mickey Rooney uh, plays Gus. Maybe my favorite character in the Being movie. Being real scary in this movie. Real yeah. aggressive. Um, again, you should, Mickey Rooney is just an old-timey actor. You should know who he is. You know um, him from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, I, like I know him mostly from Phantom of the Megaplex. Like which, as a kid, which like, is a Disney made for TV movie, yeah. which makes sense. I mean, that's just when he would have popped up, like for our generation as a kid. Oh, uh, Bill Cobbs plays Reginald. You know him from that thing you do. Yep, I am your biggest fan. Go back and see our episode of that thing you do. Just being cool is the other side of a pillow, and that as well. Oh, uh, the kid is Jack Cherry. Don't really know him. Yeah, uh, Ricky Gervais. He plays Doctor McPhee. The, for me, and I'll just say it now. This was the first time Ricky Gervais jumped onto my radar. Like, I, this was around when I was just graduating high school. I had not seen The Office before, the British one. I didn't know who he was, but I saw this. I'm like, that guy's fucking funny. Uh, Ro- Robin Williams is in this movie. Uh, uh, he, he plays, plays Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, you obviously know him. He's he's Robin Williams. Uh, Robin Williams. It's weird when this movie came out, there was like a stigma. It's like, ah, he's overplayed. He tries too hard. But after his, especially after since Sarah. his death... You just realize how talented he is. Yeah, I mean, favorite- and I, and I didn't do, I didn't give him the same credit when I was like in 2006. I don't know why. Uh, favorite movie: Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting's the best. But if Dead you want Pulse. just if you just want a him, Dead, Dead Poets is the best. But if you well, want, you just said that- listen, hear me out. Most <laughs> underrated. Both of those are great performances, but I don't think they're necessarily just his movies. You want it all? You watch Good Morning Vietnam. Okay, that's true. That's I mean, that him is his in all movie. his glory. Mrs. Doubtfire. Bicentennial Man. Yeah, it probably is Mrs. Doubtfire. We can't be wrong. Know. It's not Bicentennial Man. That was a swing and a miss. It is not Bicentennial Man. <laughs> we, we definitely know it's not that. Sneaky Paul Rudd, you guys are saying that. And then Owen Wilson. Charlie Murphy is the taxi cab oh, driver. Back to Owen Wilson. End. This was maybe like I this one was like surprise huge, huge punches for him though. You know what I mean? So I was gonna I was gonna save this for <laughs> uh, you're right, we were discussion, but but since it's open, do you want me to say it now or do you want me you're to right, say it? You're right, you're right, I got ahead of myself. What I mean, obviously Wedding Crashers is huge. Yeah. Wedding Crashers, this Zoolander. Zoolander, Boon, uh, t- uh, Shanghai Noon and Nights. Let's not forget that. Oh, true. Ooh. Shanghai Nights. Shanghai Nights. We got a nice that cameo by Ben Stiller's mom. She's the social worker at the uh, the employment office. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Oh, Rami Malek 
Oh, this is his first movie starring mm-hmm. or feature premiere or featuring Rami Malek. Uh, let's move on to likes and favorite aspects. Likes and favorite aspects. I'm going to kick it off the bat. This is one you guys say, but I, I really feel it. Mark played. This is a 1492 production. Christopher Columbus production who directed a lot of kids movies, but mainly the early Harry Potter movies and, and um, Home Alone. Mm hmm. His his uh like the movie production title scene, his music and the score of this movie just captures the whimsicalness of childhood. The, the opening the opening title sequence of this movie alone, I'm like I love it. It's, it's the score explains that you're about to watch a family friendly action adventure. You almost kind of like a good family. It's like Ooh. you settle in, yeah. Like. Ooh. I mean, also, we are doing this as a bridge movie, but this is just a Thanksgiving movie. It's not a Christmas movie because, I mean, it doesn't mention Christmas. It gets you in the mood for Christmas. It has snow. It has just it's that fall gray weather. The trees are dead. It definitely takes place like leading up up to Christmas kind of vibe. To that point, though, and this is why it's so magical and good. It's not a gray November. No. It's got warm, rich colors and tones. And that... Yeah, makes you feel so good because the entire like interior of the museum kind of gives you like a like a Gryffindor common room kind of vibe with their colors and stuff. So it just feels. No, I nice. don't do it, but this movie makes me feel like I just ordered a hot chocolate, an apple cider, maybe something with a little nip of whiskey in it. You know, mm. just makes me feel good. Okay. Also, I will say just this is a favorite aspect. For, I remember from watching it at the time, like my first viewing, I knew it was going to be funny. It was like a Ben Stiller comedy. We already knew that there was like a star set to cast Robin Williams, but. Owen Wilson was so funny in it the first time I watched it. Like, he's like, I'm not going to quit you. He was right off, like, Brokeback Mountain. And, like, all of his one-liner little punches were hilarious. Like, I don't like to be manhandled. Like, I'm just hanging here. Like, I will manhandle you, Jebediah. Like, their whole dialogue and back and forth is hilarious. You know, Jebediah is infinite range. (laughs) Yeah, like, he's hilarious in this movie. (laughs) So, okay. I 100% agree with that point. I I didn't know where we would talk about it, but since it's open. We almost have to talk about that now. Yeah, because, like, it's... The fact that, like... It was, it such was supposed a huge... to be a cameo, and they just kept him in because it was so good. Okay, so that's uh, that's uh, unverified. Oh, yeah, uh, it, it, it was is. a scheduled cameo, but the test audiences he tested so well that they extended his and Steve Coogan's uh, scenes and reshot some stuff to make his part more. So integral. this is the first time I Steve really Coogan knew Stevie and, uh, Coogan was. And Owen Wilson were talking. Octavius and Jedediah in the movie. Um, but to that point, I was thinking about this. Not to not to tiptoe on recasting. I think a lot of these people could be interchangeable at different parts. Mm-hmm. But what Owen Wilson does so well, I like it when he stars in a movie, but he is so good as a duo. True. Him wow. playing off think of all the movies he's good on. He played off Jackie Chan and was funny. Obviously in him and Vince Vaughn is magic. He starts skin hutch with Ben Stiller's great. Him and Zoolander. Steve Coogan is great. Zoolander. Like he's such a good duo. I don't know what it is about his timing that works so well off of another person. He's a little slower. He's not always the quickest one, but his timing is so good in duo. Him totally as the wingman is like it's it's the it, best. It'll make a good movie. I think you could put him in, and I'm glad this extra part. Every time they were in the movie, it was funny. I mm. every everything made me laugh. I don't like to be manhandled. <laughs> I agree with all that. So this is a big favorite, uh, big favorite part of this movie. Mm-hmm. The blanketing of snow at the end of the movie almost makes this a classic for me. I, I agree. If you take that snow and the end of the movie, it's just a, it's 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 not the same. It truly isn't. Just a chase through Central Park. Chase through Central Park. 
Just real blanketed in snow. Nothing. No snow. Yeah. You need the snow. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I honestly think it's it's a big character of the movie. And without that, it's still a good movie. But no, I agree. It's what gets that like holiday kind of feel almost at the end. That's it's not what a gives Christmas it the movie, taste, but... but not like the yeah. full thing. If I could compare it to the sequels, those are formulaic. And they're essentially the same movie twice or three times. Right. And they're good. But that snow missing really hurts it. Yeah, I agree with that. There's only one thing from the, the second one that I just... Bill Hader's hilarious in that movie. Yeah, he is. But other well, than Bill Hader's hilarious in every movie. Yeah, that's true. But he's he's partic- he's great when he gets to play a weird character. <laughs> um, I just kind of like the relationship between the early relationship between Gus and Larry. Just when he's like kind of shouting like, "Yo, you butterscotch," <laughs> and he's just kind of side eyeing him, just like like, uh, like a good Ben Stiller side eye. He is crazy in this role. <laughs> like Mickey Rooney. Mickey terrifying. Rooney's character wakes up and I, what I can uh, only assume is. A nom flashback yeah, for World War crazy. II to the point where Dick Van Dyke's character is like, Jesus, what's going on here? You wise ass. I don't know. Like To that point, character is I, th- so I thought about that, and I actually do agree with this. It's the right amount that you want people of that age. You don't need a whole movie of that, but tastefully sprinkled in, it works. It especially in a family movie. You don't need Dirty Grandpa. It's too much. You don't need Grumpy Old Men. It's too much. You just want... A scene here and there. You want you want Mickey Rooney. You want crazy yeah. Mickey Rooney to just be yelling right. some nonsense. Oh, I think you're underestimating what Dick Van Dyke and uh, Bill Hobbs brings to the to the. Oh, not at all. The, they they both bring it. It's just Mickey Rooney's batshit fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Unverified. working off kind of what we were saying a second ago because uh ben stiller and well mostly because like owen wilson and uh steve coogan were just miniature the whole time they only they only spent one day on set actually with ben stiller and the rest of the time he was just holding toothpicks and then they were just you know talking to nothing (laughs) i've heard that one before isn't that crazy how well it works yeah like their timing still is hilarious for like them never actually having dialogue together this movie is I, i haven't watched it for a few years it's really special effects. Almost nothing's there. I think the snow's all CGI. Everything that's not a main character is CGI. Um, here's just a shout out for Dick Van Dyke. Uh, when the night guards are chasing Nick, the son, like up the stairs, the other two needed uh, body doubles and stuntmen to run up the stairs, but Dick Van Dyke did his own stunt, ran up the stairs. I was kind of wondering that was really how they did Dick that. Van Dyke? That was Dick Van Dyke. Right? I could definitely tell it wasn't Mickey Rooney. Well, it looked, it looked fast forward. And, I was like, I thought it was him, but fast forward. And you know that karate uh, kick he does? No way. No, that's not him. I'm, okay. just, I'm just fucking with you. But <laughs> okay. That's definitely something That else. was a crazy I mean, kid. I'm just as surprised that he ran up the stairs. This is an actual thing. Did you guys stay to the end credits of the movie? Mm-mm. No. They have some bonus things. Dipped out. Nice. It turns out um, the three old guys are mopping together. Like, I'm glad that Larry didn't send us off to jail or whatever, right? But I was playing it at work, so I kind of was zoning out. And I'm like, wait, there's more? I haven't seen one of these forever. Mm-hmm. I think every... Family-friendly movie should have an end credit scene. Do you know what it was? It was them mopping the three old men and then dancing to the closing credit song. Oh, that's fun. Dick Van Dyke moves pretty well. Yeah, he does. He really did. I know we're all get wondering <clears throat> how much did revenue revenue go up to uh, the Natural History Museum after this movie. About twenty percent that year. 
20 percent oh, increase nice okay i thought this when i was watching it but you know when ben still when, like when the caveman goes outside and ben stiller's running to the door to uh-huh. uh, unlock the door in my head i was like huh it's a very tom cruise-ish uh, run of him and then i read that ben stiller watched mission impossible and mission impossible 2 to study tom cruise's run to uh reenact <laughs> his his like dead sprint for That's, this movie that is a wild move so you're just gonna stu- the funny thing is, I pulled that. I how was do like, you huh, study a run Tom- and just like run? Hey, it was enough that I saw that. I was like, huh, it looks like Tom Cruise kind of. It's a longstanding thing. Ben Stiller is a big fan or was when he was younger of Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise action movies. Mm-hmm. You oh. can reference the MTV Movie Awards where he plays his stunt double, something Cruise or whatever. Um, I would. It s- does say life l- longtime friend Tom Cruise. Uh, this is an intense one. Uh, you know the scene where he's like, I won't quit you when they're like deflating mm-hmm. that uh, car tire. Uh, a stuntman, the cowboy in the blue uh, shirt, broke a vertebrae in his neck during that Ooh, scene. During that paralyzed? stunt, uh, he's fine. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a major injury, like a minor, Ouch. minor fracture in his neck. <laughs> On a lighter note, I really love that visual gimmick to where <laughs> the tire. There's so much wind, and then it shows it from their perspective. It's so, what is that? Like the, the rule of threes that you gotta just. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it worked. I, I I knew it was coming. One and more I than you think, you know. Uh, I still and like even like when the, when their cars like going up and like there is like a tiny fireball for their RC car. Like <laughs> that yeah, gimmick. That little... I did not get sick of that gimmick. No. <laughs> <clears throat> this is the last thing I have, and this is kind of a weird one. Uh, a bunch of major like cinemas in the UK pulled the movie off screens in protest because uh, 20th Century Fox decided to release the movie on DVD like a few months after Europe got distribution to it. So it pretty much would have wiped their sales. So in protest, Europe pulled the movie off their screens. Oh, mm. that seemed like a bad idea. Just for they missed out on all that box office. Then. Yeah. Even though they would have gotten squashed three months later. Why not just oh. yeah, take it? Oh. Well, you know, it worked for us. Yeah. Uh, Crystal, Crystal, the monkey. Okay. This monkey, okay. this monkey has been in so many fucking movies that, you know, there's no way it's the friends monkey. Is it? How long does those live? Is that dead by now, probably? It's got to be dead. It was an American Pie, Monkey with Garage Band, <laughs> Dr. Doolittle, There's a the monkey Drunk in that scene? Monkey. Yeah, he's with uh, George of the Jungle, Monkey Uncredited, but I know the monkey they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Night at the Museum, let's go. Came back for the second. Time. Love his uh, determination there. Big Bang Theory, Hangover Part 2, Zookeeper. We bought a zoo, Matt Damon. So he's every monkey we've seen in the last He's every macaque. Or in, in. And he's in something in 2020, so I know he's not dead. Wow. Oh, good. Or it's coming out now, but they shot it you know, a couple of years ago. He what actually, do you mean they shot him? Uh, let's move on to questions, comments, animosities. I'm just going to throw this out here before we get into the plot of this movie. Hear me out. I don't often think there could be a good prequel, but couldn't this be a nice period piece? Like the three guards at the beginning, like their story of like learning the museum comes alive in like the 20s. Can I ask you that? Wouldn't that be fun? That actually leads to a lot of questions. That'd be awesome. A real um, fantastic piece. That's essentially what I'm doing. Yeah. I have a big question. I have a line of questions about that in the timeline. Can I get to him now since you opened it up? Yeah, of course you can. Achman Rod has been there for 52 years. Have they been the same night guards for 52 years? Could be. Or they've all had the same just stout, like, oh, well, cage everything up. <laughs> or, are like, so if they've been the same night guards for 52 no, n- years. No, not necessarily, though. They, they, I mean, they could have came in 30 years ago. 
Okay. So whatever the timeline is, at night for 52 years, everything's been coming alive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why, however long the three night guards that we were introduced to, why have they not gotten better at it? <laughs> well, they got good in the house. They, they used it for their purposes. Like, they got good for them. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like they got good at it. Uh, taking care of any situation. Well, they were. They taking, never talked to anybody. I think when they handed it over, uh, handed it over to Larry. I think it was probably pretty calm. Everything was going okay. Swell. So yeah, what we didn't see was they were running a tight ship. They yeah, were running a tight like, ship. We saw just from Larry's point of view, night one, where it was like a catastrophe. Which also, I'm just gonna throw this out here before we get any further. Before you do anything, lock up the Hall of African Mammals before you close. Like maybe that's the first thing start, you do. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like as the sun's setting. You have to lock up the African mammals. You just have to. I don't to. care how like alive and magical and whimsical it is. Those are still wild animals, and they're going to make a mess of that exhibit every night, no matter what. But if they get out of there, they're going to ruin things they're anyway. Animosity here. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Let's say everything goes back to normal at sunrise. It seems like everybody kind of gets back to their place. Which, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. they're animals. I think there's always just going to be a leopard like crow, like up in a yeah, shoot somewhere. A yeah, tree. Some, some, somewhere. Who knows? The broken glass, the moving tables, yeah. the, the the papers everywhere. Yeah, that's not going back to normal. You're fired on day one. It doesn't matter. That T Rex like just runs into so much shit on night one. Like it, that's impossible. Yeah. Some but, like so yeah. Someone robbed the place and what happened? Yeah, everything would always be drastically changed every single cameras? night. Oh, that was gonna be my other thing. Like big animosity. So it's cool to know that this museum doesn't have uh, any cam- security cameras and we can just rob it at any point. What? Yeah, the security camera thing would play into effect, especially since it's made in 2006. They they definitely see something. Yeah. What's weird is I didn't like I didn't uh, write that note down until the very end when like they were stealing shit. I'm like, oh, where are the security cameras? Yeah, but no, no time the whole before. Time. Like, exactly. I did think about this though. Um, when Larry first got the job, mm-hmm. and it was an animosity at first, not a second of training. I'm like that's my type of job. Well, he doesn't not have even a taser. He doesn't have a now. I do gun. believe. I do. Be, I do believe the three original night guards, Dick Van Dyke and the and his crew, they were setting him up to fail or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, because they just wanted to rob him anyway. And but the curator well, and, and nobody talked to him. I would assume there'd be more than one night guard. Really, what would be happening is they would just be installing cameras in a security why, why system. They give them the rules, and, like the, yeah, they didn't. They give them vague them rules. In. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, like, well, we're right. trying, Larry, but they still needed to set sure. them up. Kind of, you, you got to set them up. So I have a. I just have a general category of I, what's going on with the magic. I'd like to discuss that. What's what's happening here? We have different levels. Well, yeah, because for instance, like the the pharaoh, he gets to like come back to full restoration, but that dinosaur is just bone still. Well, okay, so the pharaoh, I I I, I break it into three categories. There's wax figurines, and they seem to be wax and they know their history but they realize they're not real well are the souls of like teddy roosevelt leaping into these each night or like is he just a separate entity with his own so bringing wax figurines necessarily like that does he have the memories of teddy roosevelt yeah he seemed to be um it's almost like they're character actors it's like doing a movie with uh it's like it's like doing a movie with daniel day lewis yeah it's like uh i'm mr teddy roosevelt but like we know your real name's jim and this is just a role. Yeah. And when you get a break character, it's fine. But the whole time we got to deal with that. So I have a, another thing. Since we assume that, yes, these wax figurines share the knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. But they know they're wax figurines. Right. So they have a little mixture of the two. Why did it take so long 
for Sacagawea, Lewis, and Clark to get the fuck out of that exhibit. <laughs> there must be a door somewhere. It's been 52 fucking years. Well, also, Ackman Rock. Why didn't someone get them? Ackman Rock coming out of that thing, he's going to be weird. He, oh, my God. I'm glad. He's yeah. been locked in a box for 50 years for like eight hours a night, just like screaming. Screaming. Mad <laughs> screaming uh, and scratching. Uh, yeah, he's he's going to be weird. We, and also, <laughs> We assume he thinks he's in a personal hell. Oh, yeah, for sure. Every waking second. Uh, uh, How? Uh, that would suck <laughs> So the only bad. reason things are going so well for like Ben Stiller is he's nuts. Like what's supposed to be happening is this is supposed to be the start of the mummy. He's going to take over Egypt. I'm pretty sure he said where he's going to command the Legion. So like he's about to end the fucking world to bring the plagues back. I guess spoiler alert in the sequel, we see his brother or cousin or whatever played by Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. So there is evil. It just turns out Ackman Rod seems to be a good guy. But this brings me up to another question. One. Yes, I agree. He's going to be crazy. <laughs> Weird. He just just. Everyone's like, yeah, we want to come back every night. He's like, no, no, please, no. (laughs) What you don't see is like, oh, I was at Cambridge. (laughs) And just going nuts. He's not going to want to stay there now that he's out of the thing. He's like, well, uh, this is my tablet and I'm here to do magic and like, you know, take over. I go back in, right? I go back in. Because he's not wax. He's not wax at all. He's reanimated godlike stature. So why does he have to be playing by the rules? He's He's what we they they prophesize that he'll come back to life and rule the living. So you're Ben Stiller. You just switching uh, religions to like ancient Egyptian whatever they believe in because I mean that seems to, that that works. I'd bend the knee and take over the world with Ackman <laughs> Rod. Yes, I wouldn't give a shit about the snapper or the clapper or whatever you want to call it. I'd come I'd come over to my ex wife's house and I'd be like chilly willy and I'd have those fucking two <laughs> Egyptian sinks whatever things stab him Anubis rough him up a little bit and be okay. like your dad's a great man. And evil. So he's reanimated. And so are all the stuffed animals. They're dead and now alive. Mm -hmm. And that's different from magic wax. Well, it turns out like he's just a really bad dad. He's just like microdosing on PCP, like at the start of every (laughs) shift. Well, that wouldn't surprise me at all. We can. Okay. Uh, We've exhausted it. Let's move on to how bad of a dad he actually is. It takes three movies for him to learn the lesson. I should hang out with my son more. <laughs> yeah, he's 15 by the son, time. Son, let me show you this sh- crazy shit at work. I wrote down that if, if in the moment your 10-year-old son is this disappointing to you already, he's going to have problems. There's a moment where his son says, Dad, do you ever think maybe you should just get a job? That's <laughs> yeah, a, that's a tough that's look. Like yeah. 10 mi- that's 10 minutes in, 5, 10 minutes in the movie. Like Rough. a fallback option. You know, like, oh, <laughs> you know, that's that, tough. Like, uh, I wrote it down. I, I, you're such a bad a Stu tough. Pickles from Rugrats Inventor Dad that your son is hold, like uh, six. Hold on, I need to defend Stu Pickles okay. here. <laughs> no, Stu Pickles. That's it. That's I just He, he did sell some I'm things. Be he made right marriage there. work. That's true. He also wasn't married to a high well, not a high profile, she was a but a teacher. Su- Dee Dee. Yeah, she was not a successful she was lawyer. Fun. She did fun in the Upper West Side of cool Manhattan. Cool hair. True. We don't know where they live, but I think it was just California, small town California, though. Like it wasn't in L.A. Tommy, you know, he was going to do good things probably in the future. Well, I imagine you've heard the conspiracies about that, right? Cameron told me them. Everybody's what? dead. What? Oh, Didn't geez. you tell me Rugrats like everybody's what dead, happened? and it's like Tommy's imagination? Is that something? What else? happened? Oh, maybe I don't know. That doesn't sound like a me thing, though. Might be. I don't know. I smoke a lot of weed and read a lot of things, Jordan. <laughs> All right. We'll, 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 oh, no. we'll get off that. Um, that scene after the hockey game is tough. Oh, that that's might, what a actually, real dramatic movie feels like. That scene is the most Ben Stiller moment in the movie. Where he's like, when he goes, game on, and then gets hit in the face of the pocky, hockey puck. <laughs> it, it got me to laugh really hard, but that might be the most Ben Stiller part in the movie. It did give me like, ah, fuck. Like, you I knew actually, it was coming. I think the most Ben Stiller me. movie is running and jumping over stuff. It's such a him move. Is it? Oh yeah, watch no. his movies. What about it? like 
even just like little side eyes he's giving Gus or like um the slap the it's, monkey slap. You know what actually might be the most handy? There's always a monkey slap it's in his, Ben Stiller movies. It's his it, the slap the, is the, very the, Ben Stiller. Slap, and I was like, you know, disrespect me. The drool spit is the, very Ben Stiller. The, his his dialogue with Rico Gervais, whenever he has to be like, I'm 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 not the Just the, like almost yes. awkward. Yeah, whenever he responds like, No, I'm not a I'm not having a battle of comedy. <laughs> when he like has to just respond with a stupid question, that's also very a Ben Stiller response. Uh, question for you. How many guards do you think have died along the way that didn't figure out to uh, lock up the Hall of African Mammals? They used to be a fivesome. <laughs> also, uh, my prequel, every exhibit's just going to have a bullet hole in it in the morning. <laughs> They're yeah, all just like, going to freak out and start shoot that. everything. Okay, so we've got the live mammals. What about the fish? We're like Easter Island had like that's like just a rock. Some things aren't like even dumb dumb. I get that it's just generally magic, but we're dealing with things that used to live, and that's a whole different thing. That's bringing the dead alive. <laughs> well, not bringing back well, the Adam hey, hey, alive. Hey, that's like what the tablet's supposed to do. It's more like it's just like you know, it's just, it's got a little extra juice. It's not supposed to maybe be doing this. It's just supposed to be bringing back corpses. Oh, so it's like... It's for the Pharaoh. It's just so close, all these figurines. It's like, hey, you're alive too. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, my weird uh, sequels of this, uh, Ben Stiller's going to get weird bringing in dolls and stuff into here, into into the museum at night. But look how quickly Ben Stiller... (laughs) Oh, like... Let's try to to animate this. Oh, we got a real mannequin situation? (laughs) I got you. Bringing in a sex doll, it's like, hey, baby. No cameras. (laughs) She's anatomically correct, and that brings me to my third question. Okay. Um, if you if you were alive, Achman Rod's got a penis. Um, all those mammals have genitals. What's going on with the wax figurines? Is it magic them dicks? Jordan, I no? have a lighter and anything is possible. I can oh, make, look at that weird dick. <laughs> I can make anything with, with a little bit of heat. A little candle wax. With a little bit of heat and can do, Jordan. I could have whatever kind of dick I want. Right now I'm looking at Cameron's uh, ceramics mug and it's just jaggedy as no. shit. Or you're just no, seeing I, like no. a regular candle just like belted onto the front so of my because I, said, I said candle wax, not beeswax. <laughs> no, you have to go back. Yeah. But just going Return back, it. just going back to the rules. Since we saw, mm-hmm. since we saw Toddy Roosevelt get split entwined by the wagon, he got waxed together. They just can't die during night nighttime hours. I don't think so because they've never been alive. Yeah. What about the ones that were alive, died, and now are alive again? Maybe I know it's nitpicky, but it's just I think all it, I could think about. You're undead. You're undead. You're just undead. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Like he's still turning, I think, into a corpse during daytime yeah he's shriveled up so like i think he can take some shots probably it's like the mummy he'll reanimate around it and be like i'm unstoppable and i'll come to it i think that's the goal of the tablet jordan i think we're really underestimating what the tablet was meant for which is why which is why animosity all these night guardmen you gotta tell someone about this tablet like granted it's probably going to go into evil government hands but like Hey, you gotta tell Nick Cage about this tablet. Tell the scientist. Tell <laughs> not somebody. any of his no, characters. Nick Cage. Just real life Nick Cage. You know why? Because that's how you get a buyer for the tablet. <laughs> I'll buy the tablet. I can't do a Nick Nick Cage impersonation. Anybody? Yeah. Your Nick Cage is Matt Damon from Team America. <laughs> Nick Good. Cage. Nick Cage. Well, that brings me to another point based on the 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 three old nice watch should have should have done something mm-hmm. larry worked there for three days and told a bunch of people oh yeah just three days he told um you won't fucking believe this shit <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> he told his kid practically told paul rudd's character he bought like a round of shots for like random strangers oh, yeah. at the bar like, we only saw him like an hour before work what was he doing all day during you his- won't fucking believe <laughs> you I fucking told you i'd be something <laughs> yeah uh comment first Barrel. this job would suck as magical and fun as it would seem 
it's a shit ton of work he's doing and hold, it's dangerous. The job though. would be terrible. Can I ask you uh, this as like a straight question? Would you be a night watchman like in a cool like Smithsonian art gallery? By the end of it, alone? no magic or wonders. Alone? Just alone. Oh yeah, a hundred percent alone. Alone. Scary alone. Maybe two. Maybe two people. One gets. Little you're on different scary floors. alone. We have at least floodlights on, right? Some sort of illumination, or am I just going in with? Well, a here's the thing. If you energy. want the mu- uh, the museum to survive, probably turn the lights off at night. They're all on. Like, come That's on, true. guys. Okay. Um. Does it have a similar security system? But yeah, Which back to back to the would you actually? Be a I would guy? do the job, stay in the booth, and never patrol. Leave when my shift's done. Uh, the job would suck, but also. Within the first night, he's fucked up too much for them to keep him on board. They would have to have fire him. He he well, lost the first, the first night, night went well. He didn't he, fuck up that first much. night went well. He, he didn't. They even, let him slide. Didn't he lose? He started a fire and sprayed foam all over an exhibit. That's the second night. That second night, first night when he tried to like do his all, all his like quirks. The first night was like him on a wild roller coaster. The ride. first night right. was just Octavia was in the western. Yeah, it was the one. Display. Okay, that's yeah. really it. Which second is, night is when there was the whole second night he when did he got get fired. fired and would not have gotten to be asked back. Yeah, no. And especially at the end, even though there's like 20% capacity, he caused like $7,000 worth of just damage of broken glass and just like benches and like there was a lot. There was a big mess in clean A lot of the toilet morning. paper. I don't know how the, yeah, and just how the monkeys and got their hands paper. on toilet paper, but. um, Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, he would. Even with the publicity of it, nobody could have visited the museum that day. You no. would have had to turn everybody back. Yeah. It's like, it's a fucking nightmare in There's here. glass broken everywhere. Yeah. But you know what's pristine? Uh, like the Mayans area. They still never got out. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fucking rude to them. I do want to discuss the miniatures and the scope and scale of their world mm-hmm. and how impossible it would be for them to be as many places. They have <laughs> such a vast display that for them to get anywhere out of their display is unbelievable. I mean, it's like a mile long display, and like they would have to walk a mile just to get to the edge. Well, to and like even a fall, like just to the floor. Let's yeah. say it's up to our knees. The d- diorama, like that's like a that'd be taller a, than a mountain. Like a forty foot fall, fifty foot they fall. They would die. Well, we Except we, they can't. They die. They can't die. We know they can feel pain though. Oh, is that why they make it back? Because they can't die. It's only the oh, sun that maybe. kills them. Yeah, that's never discussed. We assume they died in the explosion. Oh, which does bring up one thing for me: like daylight saving, winter seasons change, man. Like it's gonna get dark when the museum's open during winter. People are gonna see stuff in winter. Yeah, you, unless, that's what I'm saying. You yeah, can't always close it. You can't always close at five thirty. Like, yeah, that the reason this museum's failing is it's only open for daylight I love hours. How Ricky, Ricky Gervais character always comes in on. Oh, it's sunlight. Let's come in yeah, and inspect and everything. And he has that just never worked late. Yeah, they're never worked late once. Yeah, their hours are weird for sure. Like she's always weird hours. She's always in right at sunset, out right at right in at sunset. Everyone might just be vampires now that I'm Va- thinking about okay, it. Okay, hold on. There are we is talking a, vampire? Was there talking vampire conspiracy? Time out, time out. Hold on. We're time talk- out. They're all daywalkers though. It's reverse vampire. They're. We're talking day walkers. They're just people, I guess. I guess those are people, they're just, guys. They're just called people. Those though. are people. <laughs> oh, I that guess, does... <laughs> I guess people just have different sleep schedules than us. That does kind of bring up, I won't say verbatim, the line, but uh, when Ben Stiller's coming in to close up shop... Mm-hmm. And oh, he's, he's like, like, you do have to go? He's like, closing up shop. She's like, trying to... I don't know, flirt, <laughs> flirt but a little. Flirt a little bit. He's like, no, but seriously, you, you gotta just, get the fuck out of here. That was weird. I, 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 I like, 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 oh, you are really that. taking a job seriously a weekend, huh? He's like, oh, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Um, we're talking about the curator of the museum. Her character's name is... Well, she's Rebecca. a tour guide. She's a tour guide who's writing a... a, a is she a, just a tour? I think she's more than just a tour guide. We're talking about Rebecca. I yeah. have a big problem with her. There isn't no way that she should 
feel less than Larry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm not I'm not diminishing. What do you mean? The history geek? You're making fun of me. You're the cool kid. The night oh, watch burnout. Oh, make, oh, make fun of the doctor. <laughs> like Larry is nothing but red flags. In fact, he's only spoken in red flag terms. He oh, doesn't I'm, even. Oh, I'm have just a- here because you know I really need things stable for my son. Because that's. Jeez, <laughs> oh, don't don't get me <laughs> don't started get about me how started bad that is. That. No, seriously, you got to get out and taking this job seriously because I need it. <laughs> Larry overshared and she felt less than. Really, it's like, you know, you guys have to get out because he's about to shoot up and see some things in the museum. <laughs> like, I would think she'd want us. Like, I, I can't believe she took coffee with Larry. Just one quick question. Yeah. How did he get her to come at like three in the morning to the museum? Like, what? Uh, what like, she was already pissed she at Obviously, him. just has wildly low self esteem. Yeah, that's true. And just the type of person that would fall for Larry. <laughs> Well, that just makes Larry even more of a dick. Just like, spot, you know, (laughs) that had to be three in the morning. Also, it's New York. People would have seen so much. Like, the only thing they really have is the caveman on the roof. (laughs) Otherwise, everyone's just like, there's mysterious giant T-Rex footprints in New York. There's cars. That would have been a fun prank for them to do. Like, just in real life. They should have. That'd be great. Oh, like a marketing scheme for the yeah. movie itself. I'm pretty sure after this, they did start have, keeping it open at night for like special. If like, I if I could cross over um, Christopher Columbus, the producer's properties, mm-hmm. I would have loved since it does take place uh, um, in the snow scene, running through Central Park. I would have loved for the dinosaur to pass pass across the pigeon lady from Home Alone two, <laughs> and her just. Be, I'd love to know if she's still alive and kicking. Jordan, it's that was 30 years later. I was about to say, I don't think she's doing well. <laughs> she was on American Idol. She's didn't Susan make Boyle. It another 30? Jordan, yeah, she had a scary career. Jordan, the scary person Susan Boyle. The scary person from Home Alone 1 had a house, you know? That that goes pretty far. Um, that's why um when Susan Boyle sings the what what's the lamest song she sings? Memory. No, 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 that's not it. <laughs> um, <laughs> ca- um Castle. That is what she auditioned with though. No, she didn't. She No? Didn't. She No. Me- no, no, she's this hell I'm living from uh, Les Mis. Les Mis. You're singing oh, you're Cats. Right. Yeah, uh, we are. She didn't sing it. She did the I Les Mis she song. she did. Well, I'm sure she went on to sing it. She's probably doing she all of Andrew. She started with Les Mis. She did every sad Andrew Lloyd Webber song. I had a dream. What yeah, dream? I had a dream. dream? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, what, that's okay. what that she makes... hit with. And I'm just thinking I hear that. of the pigeon lady. Okay, that's it. That was a tangent that went nowhere. <laughs> Keep it in, though. Oh, it's Don't out. take it out. Here's a funny Cecil moment. We've had a lot of Ben Stiller things, but when Dick Van Dyke like hides from Ben Stiller, puts on like something from an exhibit and scares him, the like mid laugh is like, seriously though, no fooling around. This stuff's really old. Very old. Like that's oh, this is a funny moment. The Tambro's voice is killing. It's got me. oh, it's way old, Manny. Bill Cobb's playing Reginald. He barely has any lines. Hey, he's really not. He's just there holding him down, and I guess. And then he turns evil. Through. Um. Yeah, they're 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 evil, and it doesn't yeah. seem like it which, was the the tablet that made them evil. Which is the one big problem with my uh, prequel. It's hard to root for those guys, knowing what they become. I am more than curious, though, to know what happened for fifty two years at the museum and how nobody else knows. Well, they said they like to party in the nightlife. I think they were just bringing a lot of hookers to the museum and being young and v- so. Vital. They would have been there from two thousand six minus. That brings us to 1956. You've got some picturesque years. You got the swing in 60s. And then you got the 70s and 80s. <laughs> and that ain't good. Hmm. The 70s and 80s, when those guys are presumably 
middle-aged and like regretting stuff and doing coke and staying up all night and partying hard mm-hmm. um when you when you see the 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 party when larry calls them on his first night on the watch mm-hmm. they're partying with what seems to be women in their mid to late 20s yeah they like to party jordan what did i not tell you okay just just oh i have a whole talking point of how i hate children actors and this one is the 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 kid that plays his son mm-hmm. does make it through all the series he does this is for me <clears throat> he is to me as Mitch from Days and Confused is to you. Really? This kid ruins this movie for me. He's so one note, and my recasting would give a gravitas and and <laughs> and, and depth that this 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 actor deserves. If you want a kid to be disappointed <laughs> in his dad, which he obviously <laughs> is, you're gonna love it. I know you guys have seen his work. If you want to see a little No, I'm just saying this movie deserves who I'm gonna recast. And it gets this kid actor who I did. Dad, I'm so disappointed in you. Maybe you should get a job. Fuck that kid. I think this kid ruins the movie. And as as Whoa, as, whoa. As, that implies it's a bad movie. He doesn't ruin the do you no, not like no. the movie? He doesn't ruin the movie at all. I hate that kid so much. There, the that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the good. point where I'm cheering, <laughs> boys. To the point where I'm cheering for Larry's character, who's not a lovable loser, but just a goddamn loser. In fact, aren't most lovable losers just a goddamn loser? He's not lovable. Oh, what's the most annoying thing Larry does? The entire thing. I've got my answer. I can't stand it. This is what a loser dad would do. But. <laughs> Run on the ice when your kid gets tripped. Oh yeah, God damn that, it, Larry. That part is really aggravating. Get I, the I, fuck off there! It's a hockey yeah, game. Yeah, we are the one dad that's like, "What are you doing?" Oh, and let me just, just do it, dad. Dad, get off the, get ice. Off the ice. I'm fine. Thanks for the help, I'm dad. I'm fine, dad. Get off the ice. Maybe later. You know what kid kills it though? His little chubby friend who's like, "Your dad got fired, your dad bro. Just got canned, bro. You just got canned. <laughs> that kid is Danny Tamborelli. Let's, Let's get out of here." I did have one more point, and I hope this doesn't rub anybody the wrong oh, way. No. There is that's a good intro. To oh, cut no. This back just in. goes back to how much Larry is a loser. There is now I realize, and only from this movie, that there's a reason that courts make visitation rights because you just can't see your dad be a loser at work. Just go to his shitty apartment. No, son, it's called the snapper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, Dad. He shouldn't have been able to go to his I'm work. Scared. He's obviously going to get fired in front of him. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Visitation right should happen. Yo, Nick, your dad just got canned. Dad just got canned, bro. Stupid loser. Uh, okay, moving on to recasting. Uh, let's move on to recasting. Three. Okay, this week for recasting, to take a little pressure off it, there's a lot of different characters you could do. So let's just say, we'll, we'll run through quickly. If you did it, we'll just say it. If not, it's totally fine because I missed a lot of people. Like, for instance, cool. I'm going to throw this one out just for a rando. This movie could also work if you just switch Paul Rudd and Ben Stiller's character, and it would be the same vehicle. Oh, I actually will one-up you. I wrote this down. But that was like my Paul Rudd recasting because I didn't really do anybody. I think you could interchange about everybody. I didn't, I left Paul, I didn't, I didn't do that. I love Paul Rudd there. You could, you could switch Steve Coogan... To where Ricky Gervais is, Steve Keegan could be the like. I thought that too. There was a lot. There's a lot of swapping you could do on this one. You could even swap um, Ben so Stiller for Owen Wilson's you're, character. You're literally swap swapping. Yeah, right? s- roll switch. Yeah, roll switch. Not, 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 for, not for my movie. not for our real recasting, but there are a lot of these that we could just do. 
I mean, like literally everybody in the movie you could swap. Let them play that role, and it's still probably be except for I good. will argue that it was really hard to get rid of Robin Williams. As oh Teddy. no, I, I agree. Robin, actually, that, left Robin Williams alone. Just that that was the hardest respect. one. Robin Williams. There was only one person I wouldn't cast. Robin Williams. I agree. And now that I'm thinking about it, Mickey Rooney's pretty much Mickey Rooney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you? Do you guys have anyone for the old man? I, I I lazily did it for Gus. I did Christopher Walken because that one's the kind of a little more kooky one. I did Mel Brooks there, kind of. I Mel Brooks. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, I like that better. I had Mel Brooks. And um, um, Carl Reiner, because I know. Oh yeah, friends. that works way better. I Toss also, them and see I put, what they do. I put Michael Caine in for the Dick Van Dyke, because that's kind of your nice gentleman that you don't want to see be bad. I like uh, I like Michael Caine there. I had um, who would I have? Oh, Billy Crystal. Yeah, Billy Crystal Ooh, that works would be great. I got be I, actually. Yeah, I got lazy with Reginald though. and just put Morgan Freeman. I put Morgan Freeman there too. I actually like this actor so much. That yeah, I know he's very not. similar ideas here. Like Morgan Freeman could have obviously done this. I had a weird one for Dick Van Dyke's character, mm-hmm. and this is a compliment to like the vigor and charisma he has at such an old age. I want to see whatever Ryan Reynolds is at that age in that role. Hmm. That's actually great. I don't want to put makeup. I want whatever Ryan Reynolds is like old to play that role. I feel like Ryan Reynolds at like 75 is still going to have that kind of like little swagger, little little, little cheekiness. And I think he's been working out enough that he could definitely run up those stairs. (laughs) I don't know, man. Dick Van Dyke's another character. It looks like it now, but it's impossible Uh, to tell. For Dr. McPhee, that is... um, uh, Ricky, Ricky Gervais's character. I, I was debating between two, but I landed on Simon Pegg. But I thought it could have been uh, Nick Frost too. I've got two. One, I'm staying in the English route. I, I had thought Nick I thought Frost, of, Nick Frost. I thought about so both of them. I of course thought about both of them, and I'm not going to disagree. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go wrong with either one of them. I think Simon Pegg's the funny, cheekier one. It's like, come on, what, what, what are we doing here? It's it's obviously going to change it. It's a little less snarky. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And a little more Simon Pegg. I went a little more bumbling. I went John Oliver. Ooh, I have John Oliver somewhere else. I actually did. But John- then hear me out with this one. If it's not an people's, English guy, this could be a people's choice one. If you, we may be on different wavelengths here. I, I think we are because I went snarky and I went American. And I want John Mulaney. Oh, oh, interesting. I want John- James J- Corden. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. He could, that, he could easily do that. Yeah. That works in there. He could absolutely. I, I actually really like the John Mulaney one, and they're kind of just being like, "Come on, what are we doing here?" Kind we, of, he, yeah. It'd be so much more um, bitchy. You know his John Mulaney thing. Yeah, uh, no that that that's funny. For my Octavius, that's actually that could work I, there. I put John Oliver in as my Octavius uh, <sighs> uh, instead of Steve Coogan. Then for Je- Jedediah, I couldn't whoa, decide whoa, between whoa. Will Ferrell or Danny McBride. <laughs> oh, Danny McBride! Oh, Danny McBride! I love Danny that's, McBride. That's where it's at. as the gunslinging cowboy. I think Both he might be a little f- funny. <laughs> In fact, because it's all bickering. Yeah. So actually, that's him in a nutshell. So be, I like so, so my pairing would be Danny McBride and uh, John Oliver. I like that. That's actually good. That beats mine. Um, yeah, I just had a dumb one. I was trickling down. I, I was going to Sasha Baron Cohen for, for Octavia. Ooh, that, that could, that's that, a good That one. could work for like a bunch of characters. He could yeah. actually be a lot of people in this movie. But Anybody in the display. Yeah. Oh, could, I did any have one actor. really trickle down thing. Sorry, this is a question mm-hmm. and a dislike. When the Roman Empire is it's shooting fiery hell. Oh, that should have caught fire somewhere. They he, okay, so they're shooting all their um, flaming arrows and they're catabolding essentially fireball cannons mm-hmm. at Larry. Mm-hmm. But right behind them is the Western display just being murdered. Yeah, <laughs> trickle down, just just murdered. Uh, did anyone have Rebecca? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Rachel Weiss. Oh, I did Rachel Weiss too. Of course, because the, <laughs> the mummy. Yeah, I did a lazy uh, one. Scarlett Johansson. I like that too. Yeah, it would great. obviously be great. I mean, no. 
Uh, okay, I'm gonna actually touch on Teddy Roosevelt. I was, it, 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 I, I tried to think about it. I, I really did, him. but I just couldn't. It's, Honestly, I, really that, I don't want to. That role's perfect, and it, the look is way off. But as far as a comedian who I think could have some sort of like, I don't know, not like way to him, but like Patton Oswald. I just feel so wrong. Yeah, I know. I tried. I'll take it out. <laughs> well, the only reason is I don't know if I would have gone necessarily comedian True. in that role because you don't get to see comedians act that well. What Robin Williams does Could Bill so Hader well, play that role? Yeah. It's got to yeah, be stoic. Yeah. But, but Robin Williams brings like such a he has humanity heart. Yeah, and warmth yeah. to roles that not a lot of people do. Yeah. Well, he he's he's such a good actor in this sense where uh, dramedy where he can do yeah. dramedy is perfect for him. Like is he is he is he lane. um is he doing a good Teddy Roosevelt? Who the fuck Who knows? knows? <laughs> but what he's Probably doing not. is bringing No, it's like you can tell it's it's Robin Williams. Yeah, like, he's doing like a stage Teddy Roosevelt, but he's bringing humanity to it, which a lot of people don't come across on screen. Which I will say this, this is a trickle down thing I forgot to say. I did think when I saw this movie, Ram, Rami Malik really did jump off the screen, though. Yeah. It's probably because of his eyes and his bone structure, but he does really well in that role. Did I think he's going to win an Oscar? No, but I'm no. like, he'll probably be in stuff. And he was. Uh, the only other person I have is Larry. Did anyone else have any other smaller characters in there? Um, for the, I, I didn't do the child actor. I didn't but, do the child. I just couldn't. And I didn't oh, do Teddy. I do. I do. I have a great... Think about well, all Macaulay. the discipline. I mean, you heard my rant just a second ago. Hopefully hmm. it stayed in. We I don't know. Um, this is Fred Savage's role. Oh, Young Fred yeah. Savage. What does what is what does Wonder Years accept just disappointment after disappointment? It's true. And feeling the it's weight. Just, it's Kevin Arnold walking away with his head hung and like shaking. Yeah, this is Kevin Arnold. Good call. When he said, Dad, maybe you should have a fallback. If that was Dad, young Ben Savage. Maybe you should have a fall. Yeah, that does even sound, yeah, yeah. I like so him. much better. Yeah, that's a good one. And it would have been age appropriate at the beginning of that show, which he had. And that's why maybe I disliked the portrayal from this kid or the direction or however they let him play it. But that kid did not ruin the movie, but really took me out of it. No, I get it. Uh, do we have any other small characters before we move on to Larry? Um, let's move on to Larry. Okay. I, I just, this is a machine that could be driven by... A million people. B- but, like, but like 10 different people, I'd say. Yeah. Sorry, a million's a lot. But they're the type of people that crossed over to um, mass-produced comedies. Mm-hmm. You got to be big enough, but charismatic enough to make us like it. Let's Honestly, pick one to start with, and then we'll talk about the rest. I actually put Nick nope. Cage in here. I think it's a okay. Nick Cage movie. I've got to okay, um, yeah. There's aspects that could definitely do it, right? Mm-hmm. He could play a deadbeat. Nobody's gonna disagree <laughs> with that. Um, and that's it. It's gonna be Jordan, a kookier. Where where are we steering the the? I thought of ship. a lot of people. I just want to throw one off the cough. This movie could exist in Adam Sandler's wheelhouse. I don't want it to be. 100%. It would be kind of his later year family ones, and click. you would see your dick it's, jokes. Yeah, yeah. Or your you, your crotch jokes. Yeah, you get him, but just a little less. Zoolandery, whole you know, lot more less, of his friends, a little less uh, happy Gilmore. You want it in the Big Billy Daddy Madison. realm. If you can get Big Daddy Ben Stiller, or sorry, Big Daddy Adam Sandler in this movie, two, yeah. we can do it. But if you're getting later years, I don't even give a fuck. Jack and Jill, it's like, damn it, you used to be the Sandman. We don't want over the top. It also could be a Jack. My pick is Jack Black. Jack Black could definitely work. I did think about it. He I plays mean, the deadbeat pretty well, and imagine him in a whimsical. I mean, it's Jumanji, but. I was gonna say it's more like Dewey Finn, like yes, from from School Rock for sure. School Rock. So my Adam, I agree with that. But this is one I really thought of. People may forget that Eddie Murphy used to be awesome, 
And if you get right... Charlie Murphy's in the movie. Charlie Murphy is. It's a cool cameo. If you get Eddie Murphy right at the tail end of his hard-hitting R comedies, but when he was Nutty Professor was still good, mm-hmm. before he just flew the coop, this would be a perfect movie for him. It's this actually would be a good call. awesome Eddie Murphy This would movie. be such a great Eddie oh Murphy role. Oh, my God. I didn't even uh, think about that. I have a 90s version for you. Steve Martin. Love that. That actually... That's my winner so far. I Eddie, think he'd Eddie be the Murphy best. At, like, people forget. Amazing. Young kids don't even know. Older people than us, like, they grew up when Eddie Murphy was a shit. We got him when he was kind of making not quite, you know, like in the middle family friendly movies. But yeah. Um, what was the, like, Nutty Professor? Nutty Professor when it was still good. Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. Like, Steve Martin could obviously work. Chevy Chase. It would be just essentially uh, uh, National Lampoon's mm-hmm. Family Vacation uh, at the museum. Simon Pegg. I think Simon Pegg would be really good. This could actually be a good Jonah Hill standalone. He could be the deadbeat. Jonah he, Hill's in the sequel of this, if you remember. Oh, you're right. He Steve is. Carell? No, actually, it feels wrong for him. He seems too buttoned up. He doesn't feel like the loser. I know so, he played in 40-year version, but... Different kind of loser. He's like a successful loser, not, yeah. not a, a deadbeat. Uh, let us know. I really just want to reiterate. I think Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy Adam Sandler. Jack Black, yeah. Jack Black. Anybody that crossed your, over... I put Nick Cage in there. I essentially did yeah. National Treasure. You really missed the mark on that. I don't one, know, actually. man. I was getting a little fun with it. Yeah, but that Tom Cruise just blew me for a fucking loop. Go back. I, I think he can do it. I think he's funnier than we think. <laughs> I didn't think Cruise. I didn't he wouldn't say need a stunt man. He would just be doing all his own stunts. You're right. True. Okay, well, that was recasting. Let's move on over to Mount Rushmore. Yeah, let's move on to Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Top, Top four. Mount Rushmore, top four. This week, we are doing our top four list individually of our favorite Ben Stiller movies. Um, start all around with uh, number four. What's your bottom of the list? It's not a movie at all. It's him hosting the MTV Movie Awards. I really oh, love some of his sketches. You've got him playing Tom Cruise's um, stunt double. You've got him and Andy Mission Dick. Improbable. Uh, what is- yeah, I can't remember the name of it. You've got him and Andy Dick playing the Backstreet Boys with a Z. Can we get it together? Can, can, can. I just, that was, that was my first introduction to him. Uh, that's good. That's the solid one, honestly. Not a movie. Little snippets. Not a movie. If we add them all up, we could maybe get... 40 minutes of it. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen the uh, Ben Stiller show. He had a sketch show. And I never never did either. And I don't know if it's available on anything, but um, I bet it's really good. Honestly, I like this movie a lot. It's underrated. It's not a comedy, but The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, I knew you were going to say I that. I love that movie. And I almost, I honestly, I want to put it higher on my list, but I'm ashamed to. So it's my number four. I'll switch my list. It, it is higher on my list, but I'm going to switch it to my four because we're just talking about it now. Uh, that movie's, yeah. I, I, I fucking like that movie. I like that movie a lot. I didn't know if you guys. I I didn't know if you guys were gonna put it on there or not. I'm happy you did. When he's like longboarding like down the mountain, I mean, come I was, on. I was gonna put it my number one, but I was ashamed. That scene well, in that movie where he's longboarding, my number one, is the equivalent to me in Benjamin Buttons where he's riding, riding the, the Indian motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah, I'm gonna go a little more like Ben Stillery for my number four. Nothing too special. Along came Polly. Oh, that's a good one. Honorable mention for me. Really like it. He does it. It's weird. He does Philip romantic comedies. In there. Say, that's more of Philip Seymour Hoffman oh. standout uh, performance to me. That's that's one of the funniest. But so that's that's roles. our four. Let's move on to threes. Uh, I put nine in the museum. I put this movie. It, I I mean I honestly do like this movie a lot, but I feel like uh, his comedies deserve it a higher place. Probably just on my list. I did dodgeball. My number three dodgeball. I I thought about it. It's definitely you know a big character of his. 
it seems very similar to another role of his. I'll save that in case it's in one of your movies. Um, I I did a um I did something about Mary. Hmm. It was classic. the first. It was the first feature length movie as his. I remember seeing has a classic semen jizz scene in the hair. Classic. Just classic. Is it the Frank of the Balls? It's both. Frank of the Beans. Frank of the Top. Is it Frank of the Beans? Son. Frank of the Beans. I'm sorry. I said Frank of the Balls. It's got a good. Uh, what, what's his name? Elliot the. His friend in it. Oh, um, Chris. <laughs> Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. Uh, okay. Did everybody do the number three? Yep. Uh, meet the parents for me. Uh, I didn't. I feel so uncomfortable about uh, the Meet the Parents series. I don't like his. I I hate Ben that, Stiller's uncomfortable. That's Ben Stiller's oh, that, peak of his. That's his ben most iconic role. Oh, for sure. That is his number one. Uh, yeah. It's not mine because I feel so uncomfortable. I put uh, Tropic Thunder. It's probably maybe his best movie, but uh, maybe his funniest even. But I didn't put it as my number one. Uh, my number two is actually Night at the Museum. I like the family friendliness of it. And my number one is Tropic Thunder. My number one is Zoolander. Number one something about Barry. So, yeah. So, we're all on the same thing. I'm surprised nobody... It wasn't me, but I know that maybe in my age group, a lot of people really like heavyweights. I have it as an honorable mention. I like it, but it's not a top contender. I'm glad you guys stayed strong. You're Walter Nitty. Like, you guys like that The movie. Secret Life of Walter Nitty is good. It's heartwarming. I don't know. It's it's pretty. The cinematography. There's a lot of just cool shots on it. In it, I don't know. Um, this is one. It's that, it's. I mean, it doesn't feel like a Ben Stiller movie, which is. It feels like he's in it for sure. It's his delivery, but he kind of moved like his on movie. to more dramatic and definitely smaller indie roles the last. I would say decade True. for sure. Greenberg's a movie. Yeah, I mean, he, not. <laughs> I, I've seen a handful of them, but. Uh, I thought you might throw on Mystery Men because I've never seen that one. I thought about just throwing it here on on on, on mentionables on. Uh, Honorable mentions. It's not great, but I mean, it was like a, it was like in our prime of like MTV movie award, yeah, like yeah. movie time. It definitely had that crew. I think a lot of the people in that movie, like Janine Garofalo yeah. and is Andy Dick in it or no? No, Kel from Keenan and Kel. I think a lot of people had worked on the, um, the Ben, ben Stiller show. show. That makes sense. I want to put an honorable mention. It's such a small role. It's a cameo, but maybe the first time I actually remember is seeing him in happy Gilmore as the attendant, oh, the attendant. Yeah. That's a, that's a good mention. And any, he makes a cameo again in Hubie Halloween as the same attendant. Do you remember? Yeah, he does. Well, that's my list. That's your list. That's everybody's list. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to our take on night at the museum. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you like, and subscribe and share. Um, you can find us at cult classics pod on social media, and you can write in your movie request to cult classics podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Check in next week. Bye. See you. Bye.